Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Thursday, November 2nd, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney and I hope your day is off to a great start. And uh, I know the day's going to get better from here on out. It's been a kind of a crazy morning, but I know things are going to get better. Um, if you don't know, my name is Sean Tierney from Insights and Automation. And this is the show where we talk about what's new and happening in industrial automation. And we'll start with uh, just a reminder that um, every link that we've covered in all 135 plus shows, you'll find up at automate.news. Now you may be saying, Sean, where's yesterday's links? Yes, I just got, I got back too late and I just wasn't able to, after all the things I was working on, I wasn't able to uh, get them up there, but I will put them up there before I put up today's. So you will see them up there today. And uh, what, if you're listening, you may be asking, what is he talking about? I'm talking about automate.news. There's no www, there's no .com. It's just automate.news. That is the website where we typically every afternoon put every link from the morning show up there. And uh, you can see our uh, sponsor today. Let's go over to the next tab here. Our sponsor today is uh, Siemens and their Integrated Control Panel Symposium. Now this is next week. I'm actually part of it. I have a presentation that's uh, going to be seen. I think it's at nine and two or roughly uh, maybe, I think it's 9.15 and 1.30ish. So I'm going to have to check. But in any case, it's in, well, it's right down here in the, uh, yep, there you can see my smiling face. And so you can see trends in industrial automation at 9.15. And then it is here again at 1.15. Okay, so 1.15. And so I'm emailing back and forth with them. I'm supposed to be there in the chat, at least last time they talked to me last month um, for both events. So I hope to be there. If you want to chat with me, you can. But I would ask that if, you, um, if you're interested in any of these topics, they're all to do about control panels. Please sign up using our link. Let me go back to automate.news. You'll see the link here and here in this ad. It's also at automationblog.com because they're sponsoring the show, they're trying to drive enrollment to the session um, through as many channels as possible, including the morning show. And so we wanna really uh, let them know how much we appreciate them sponsoring the show. And uh, by do, by signing up for the event and attending, even if you attend just a couple of sessions, um, it would be huge uh, for us if you did that using our link. With that, I wanna go over to our first press release this morning. This is from Rockwell Automation. And um, I forgot to mention oh, that I do have the chat open. I want to say a very happy good morning to Sam. How you doing? Very good to see you. And a tech-savvy gamer. I'm a gamer as well. Um, in any case, uh, the first press release we have this morning is uh, from Rockwell. It's the new Magni, Magni Mover Light Operating Runtime Tool. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm saying that correctly. But in any case, maybe in a, uh, is it next week? Automation Fair. Maybe I'll learn how to pronounce it next week at Automation Fair. But in any case, the title of the press release is the new Magni Mover Light Operating Operator Runtime Tool from Rock Automation empowers people with real-time data. I don't know much about this system, but um, it does integrate with Emulate 3D. So if you're familiar with this product line, there is a new light version of the right runtime tool available. It does integrate with uh, Emulate 3D and uh, is available for download now, apparently according to the press release. From there, we go over to a press release. I actually missed this. this is a couple days old from CodeSys. It's, it was, so at the top of the site, they have a couple of old press releases, and then this was under that, so that's why I missed it. But in any case, um, this talks about the static analysis 
was substantially revised. So I have no idea what this was. I was reading through it and it says apparently CodeSys has, if you're not familiar with CodeSys, it's like a soft engine that you'll find in many uh, hardware PLCs. You can also run it on a Raspberry Pi and it's a 611.31-3 based. And um, since uh, 2016, they offered this static code analysis add-on that um, supports, um, you know, uh, let's see, you know, identifying potential errors and uh, make sure, you know, if it, even though the code could be syntactically correct, um, you could be accessing uh, registers that are, uh, uh, that are the wrong type, or you could be putting values in the registers that are, you know, the wrong size. So this, uh, again, I've never used it, but the newest version of this static analysis add-on version five is available. So for all you code sys users out there, I wanted to make that you available, make that news available to you this morning. From there, we go over the PNF and they have another new product they're highlighting today. This is their VisuNet FLX series. So what this is, is it's a complete line of extended temperature range and hazardous location HMIs, uh, modular HMIs that also include enclosures for outdoor rated uh, situations with hoods and visors. So as I was reading through this, they, they have it both for ATEX, IECE, uh, IECEX, Zone 2, 22, and they also have it for non-EX areas. And uh, you may be asking, well, you know, if I have a, uh, you know, a sunlight readable display, do I really need the hood? Well, it's not just, it just not just makes it easier to see because even those sunlight readable displays in bright sunlight still can be kind of hard to read. The, these simple hoods just make it so much better. Plus it keeps the snow and rain and ice off of it. Even if they're rated for that, they really keeps it off of it and extends the life. So if maybe it has a 10 year life, you could get much more than that. And um, one of my favorite things to do is when I'm out at like a airport or a, uh, uh, you know, amusement park, I like looking at all the HMIs and all the ones that are, exposed to the environments, even if they're rated for it, they, they get uh, worn down pretty quick. So products like this, especially if you're doing uh, something in an EX location, are very important. They also have their own line of, like I said, HMIs. They have a model that has a built-in RFID reader. We talked about that for credentialing. Like if you're outside, it's probably easier to use an RFID uh, card than to, um, you know, try to type in your password. And, um, in any case, the temperature range on these guys, minus 20 to 50 C. Okay, so um, I know it's not the widest ranges, but these are HMIs that typically have a less of a range than um, say like a PLC or a network switch or something. So from there we go over to, oh, I wanted to say hi to Frank. Good morning, Frank. It's 83 down in California early this morning. Well, today, I don't know, it was cold out. I think it was, well, there was frost everywhere. So that'll tell you something. Um, from there, we go over to Automation Direct, and um, you can see here they're featuring three new products. They have a new Pat Light, uh, any series of visual and audio indicators and beacons, and then new motors from Toshiba, they're severe, severe duty motors, and uh, AccuTalk motors from Nidec US Motors. So that's what they're featuring this morning there. And from here, we go over to our featured product today from theautomationschool.com. And today, uh, just, uh, just wanted to remind everybody that we are filming the new Ultimate Editions of the SIG500 PLC5, MicroLogix, Micro800, 
courses. Uh, we invested a lot in hardware because we want to show you every, every single one we can of these units. I did not find a, uh, an L8 uh, at a reasonable price. Uh, prices have gone way up. But we'll borrow one so we can show it to you. Um, but we did acquire all of the hardware we need for everything. We've tested uh, just tons and tons of hardware. We got all kinds of PLC5, Slick 500s, MicroLogics, uh, Micro 800s. We got just Compact Logics. We really expanded the number of Compact Logics we have. So now you can pre-order, time is running out to pre-order the uh, Slick 500 and PLC5 courses. They're 50% off right now at $49.99. Um, the rest of them you can get ooh, for free when you buy the current course, for instance. If you buy a PAC Basics Extended Edition, Control Logics Level 1 and 2, you will get the next gen 2023-2024 course for free, plus you get the uh, Logics Live course for free as well. So in any case, just wanted to mention that this morning. From there, we go over to a blog from OnLogic, and um, they have a, an article here talking about what is AI. So they try to go through and talk about all the different terms that you'll hear used with AI um, and talk about, um, you know, what are they, what's it supposed to do? Now, we've, we've talked about this many times. AI today is not truly artificial intelligence. It's really advanced algorithms. And we've talked about this extensively on the morning show. And so in here, you'll find that mentioned as well. But there's a lot of terms here. So if, you, if you're building a list of articles on AI, you're looking for something that's kind of has all the different terms in it, maybe a glossary of terms. I think this is a good article. It doesn't go too deep into anything. And they include things like um, machine vision and robotics, which really, to me, um, I don't consider part of that AI genre of uh, topics, but um, AI is used heavily, as we've seen with our guests who have come on, IFM and Balift, to talk about their vision products and barcode readers, or code readers, I should say. Um, you know, AI is huge in those areas, right? And uh, real-time robotics came on to talk about how they use machine learning to make sure robots never collide and all of that. So I thought it was a very good article, definitely one to put in your list of AI articles. This will get the AI tag over at uh, automate.news. One of the things I'm finding with the tag, like the EDU tag for educational articles is uh, the search engine right now looks for anything that has EDU in it. So um, I got to think about that and how to how to uh, make that better because there's like um, just a lot of words that have edu in it so so in any case you just don't get the educational tags but in any case i may add a separate search field that just searches on tags and not titles and uh, categories so we'll see we'll see um from there we go over to the isa's website we have a paid article here from fortinet now you may remember fortinet um that was a company that uh, had an, an article over on alan bradley's website rocco's website and they do uh, cybersecurity. And I thought this article was really good. Uh, I enjoyed it. It talked about securing the OT networks and some of the challenges you run into. And um, I, I really enjoyed it. If, you want, if you're a follower of cybersecurity, you're trying to read everything you can about cybersecurity, especially when it relates to OT, I would definitely recommend checking this article out. They go through a zoning. They go through adopting zero trust, a topic we've talked about many times over this year. And um, they end talking a little bit about what they can provide. But uh, in any case, very interesting article on cybersecurity. It's entitled Effectively Securing Operational Technology, or OT. So from there, we go over to Umron. They have an article here. I did not have time to check to see if this was a republished article or an older article. But in reading it, I, it, didn't, it didn't ring any bells. You know, sometimes vendors will do that. 
they just they need to keep the new content on their page so they'll take old stuff and just republish it as new but in any case this was an interesting article it's entitled the journey of achieving interoperability to unlock autonomous mobile robots full potential and i thought it was an interesting article if you're doing anything with amrs agvs or looking into it i definitely recommend reading this um, some of the bullet points here navigating the waters of flexibility and scalability uh, precision resource allocation and focus mitigating downtime and amplifying efficiency and then calculating cost efficiency they also get into uh, a new standard uh, coming out from europe about allowing uh, amrs and agvs that interoperate with each other you know it, uh, from different vendors actually interoperate and you know have kind of a uh, what do they call it here harmonious robotic symphony <laughs> So in any case, um, I thought it was a good article and would recommend you check it out if you're interested. From there, we go over to Premio, and they're an industrial computer company, and they had an interesting article about HMIs. It's almost like a primer for HMIs, but then it also talks about the um, what they call an open frame touchscreen monitors. These are the typical in-panel monitors where we cut that big hole out and stick our uh, HMI in the front of the... Uh, in the front of the panel and um so these are like you know dust dust tight right nemo one type uh, monitors the back is typically anyways the front you know four four x but depending on what you need but in any case um i thought the article was really good it really from from a layman's perspective explained what uh an hmi is and i thought they did a good job on that great introductory article um, of course they end talking about their monitors so they have industrial monitors they look really good so they're not just an industrial computer company they also have some really fancy looking um, industrial monitors too, widescreen, really nice looking stuff. So from there, we go over to our featured guide for today. And today, just for the sake of time, I just want to you know let, let you know that uh, we have over 1,700 articles and videos over at theautomationblog.com. Every single one of them is completely free. And this summer, I spent an entire week going through all of the uh, most popular products that we've covered and created 16 free guides. So if you want to know more about, let's say, Compact Logics, you just click on that guide. Now, there's a nice handy link here in the, in the uh, title bar. And so you'll see all the different articles and videos that have to do with Compact Logics. I also created indexes here too. So if you click here, so there's a, over 140 pieces on Compact Logics alone. Now, some of those articles it'll share with the Control Logics guide because they both program with the same software. Studio 5000. But in any case, you can see I go through all the different hardware. I go through all kinds of errors that I've run into in teaching my courses and just in my 33 years of, of doing this job. Um, I go through using Boop P, VMware, firmware issues, you know, Studio 5000, even things like duplicating routines and programs and rungs and what's the best way to do it and your options. And over 140, you can see them all here. I talk a lot about sample code talk about i actually have hired freelancers to write several articles here as well so you guys may be familiar with some of our writers actually this this one's up to 152 articles at the end you'll see like what's new what's new from 2013 what's new from 2014 what's new from 2015 because we're celebrating 10 years today at the uh or 10 years this year i shouldn't say today but 10 years this year at the automationblog.com so with that we go over to what i thought was an interesting article from digikey and this article talks about um intelligent motor control and what they they work into this is they work in 
uh, VFDs, VFDs, and motion control. So they kind of take a, it's like a primer on motor control. And, you know, aside from clickety-clack, they already had an article recently that we covered about relays. And um, not to say that they talked about motor starters or contactors, but in any case, in this article, they try to cover everything. Um, you know, they talk about fixed speed. They talk about inverted driven motors. They talk about variable speed drives and then servo systems in a very kind of introductory way. So another article, if you have a youngster in your life or uh, uh, somebody who's outside of our industry who wants to know more about what we do, this would be a great article to uh, recommend to them. From there, we go over to what's new software. Now, you know, before I go into this, I did want to talk about the um, automation podcast. So in the rush of putting things together this morning, I did not pull that up. So I'm going to just pull that up right now. We'll pull up the automationblog.com here. And um, so yesterday, I right before release time, I finished editing and uploading the uh, our weekly podcast. We've been doing a, a weekly podcast for the last 125 episodes or more. And so it's been over, I don't know, probably been, I don't know, oh, probably two years that we've been doing a weekly podcast now. We went from monthly to weekly. And I've gotten to meet so many great people during that time. And I have one of uh, one of our, our favorite presenters back on, John Natellum, and he takes us through TIA Portal. We start talking about their new cloud offering, which seems really cool. Now, the cloud offering is not going to be for everyone, but there's some cool things you can do in the cloud. Like, um, you know, you may not want to install version 15, 16, 17, and 18, and 19 all on your workstation. So if you had one cloud license, they have all of them up there. So you could easily, you know, take an older project and migrate it if you want to. You don't have to. But in any case, um, he also talked about they have subscriptions, right? A lot of companies have software subscriptions, but they also have subscription bundles, which I thought was really cool. So let's say you're working a lot with the S7-1200 and safety, right? The fail-safe version of that. Well, they have a bundle for that, right? And uh, they have a bundle for the professional. They have a bundle for all kinds of different things. So... He goes through all of that. I thought it was really good. It's about, I think, 35, 37 minutes. But I think uh, it's very interesting. And we have some back and forth. We ask some questions. Um, one of the things I love is that even if you have a really old package, maybe your package is 10 years old, you can still bring it into support. And you don't have to pay for 10 years of support. I know some vendors are going in the directly opposite direction. But I really enjoyed this podcast. I want to encourage you guys to take a look at it. Remember, you can find all our shows here in the drop-down. Uh, a lot of people saying, hey, what's TAP? It's the Automation Podcast. So I'm going to have to re reword these. But in any case, um, you can see all the previous episodes of the podcast up here, uh, including uh, some of the recent ones on Logics, Commercial Free, because they sponsored it. Um, Soft PLC, Commercial Free, because they sponsored it. Uh, Ragent High Speed Mesh Networks for Industrial Applications. That's also sponsored and ad-free, as well as the Schneider and the Siemens episodes. So check those out. I know a lot of people listen to these, uh, you know, on iTunes and Google Podcasts and whatnot, but uh, there's also a video component. It's available on YouTube and Rumble and also ad-free up here on um, theautomationblog.com. So you won't get those, uh, those, uh, some of those, some of those ads on those platforms are pretty, like, off-putting. So in any case, if you feel that way, you can watch them all here. And with that, let me go back to what we were talking about. I thought this was interesting. This is in our other science and technology section. And it talks about energy harvesting for wearable technology. Now, 
I think we all know that there's been watches out there for ages that will power themselves just by you move, doing your daily routine and moving around and whatnot. And um, this article talks about a lot of the newer things that are happening in this area and a lot of different uh, technologies that have been tested because, you know, um, and, and we've talked about products like per Perpetua from Grace Technologies, which will harvest heat, the difference between like, let's say a hot pipe or motor and the ambient air to generate electricity. We've talked about, um, of course, you always have solar and wind, but not typically in industrial applications. Um, we also talked about this device that, um, that uh, powered itself by uh, being on rotating equipment and the, the, you know, moving through magnetic lines of flux, it would uh, self-power itself. So I think that was last week we talked about that product. So just a very interesting area of, uh, of uh, topic to talk about, and I wanted to share this article with you. Um, I thought it was interesting. So with that, I do want to uh, just uh, mention again the Siemens Integrated Control Panel Symposium, which is coming up on November 7th. Please use the link, our link, to sign up if you're going to watch any of those uh, so that Siemens knows that you found out about it, maybe, maybe only partially, but you did find out about it through us. Uh, we appreciate that sponsorship, sponsorship so there's no ads in this episode. Uh, also, if you think I got something wrong today, you can use our TalkPack link to send in your opinion, or you can just say hi using it. Or um, we also have a news tip link that you can use to send in news if you think I missed something. As far as our community, automation.locals.com, we recently had a back and forth about migrating PLCs. We did pick up uh, uh, several new uh, followers over the last couple of nights. So I want to thank everybody who's joined us over there at automation.locals.com. With that, I do also want to thank everybody who picked up a copy of my eBooks or coffee cups or T-shirts or video collections over at theautomationblog.com. Really appreciate it, guys. And uh, yeah, so if you're new to the show, you'll notice that you don't see links here from yesterday. So I will be putting up yesterday's links and then I'll be putting up today's links today after the show. We're live streaming right now on four platforms, but after the show, we um, edit it. We put the bumpers on, we put the links on the screen, and then it goes out to all the other locations, including many, I think a, a half a dozen different podcasting platforms like iTunes, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. So in any case, we did take come down off of the platforms like Deezer and, uh, and uh, Pandora that were not updating our feed and couldn't tell us why. So we'll say, well, we'll try it again in uh, 2024, right? But in any case, I do want to thank you all for tuning in this morning. I think I missed some chat. Oh, it was just Frank saying, uh, saying hi and talking about some LED lights he put on his surfboards. Frank, if you know Frank from the chat, he's, he, he likes surfing. He talks about it quite a bit. But in any case, I want to thank uh, everybody who chimed in, including Sam, Frank, and everybody else. And um, I hope you have a great day. My day just turned around. It's going to be awesome. So with that, I want to wish you an awesome day. And uh, just encourage you to stay courageous and stay fearless. And until next time, my friends, peace.